Hey readers, welcome to the Brantford Public Library's Juicebox Book Talk. I'm Leanna. And I'm Laura. We are two Library 11 techs working in the Child and Youth Programming Department with a passion for children's literature. And this is the place to discover new and exciting book recommendations for kids. In each episode, we discuss a book we've read together as a buddy read, and then we choose a variety of titles for different ages based upon theme. We will explore books, spoiler free, available at the library in print and digital form, which include picture books, junior fiction, and graphic novels. So find your favorite book nook, get comfy, and let's get started. We've made it to December 2020. No one thought we could, <laughs> but here we are. We've had our first Years. fall. Oh, it's been a decade. We've had our first snowfall. The um, shops are playing the Christmas music. All the grocery stores are stocked up on gingerbread houses. So Christmas and the holidays are around the corner. Although this can be a wonderful time, it can also be a very stressful time. So we've decided to pull some of our favorite Christmas, holiday, snowy, wintry kind of reads, just so you can chill back and relax during the holidays. And warm your heart with the stories that we've chosen. Yeah. I have to say, although these are all heartwarming, there are still some theme, important themes. It's not all middle grade Hallmark movie. Absolutely. (laughs) There's actually some, you know, there's some important themes to discuss. And, you know, it's interesting because I had a conversation with an employee at the library who's retired. I don't want to mention her specifically, but we were talking about middle grade fiction and she said she loves to read it because they always leave you with hope. And I feel like looking at the stack of books that I read the past month, It's so true. These books, there's some serious stuff that goes down in these books, but you are left with hope. And I just love that about middle grade. And I hope, I hope that you find that too when you read these books, especially after a year like we've had. Mm -hmm. Like this has not been a normal, 2020 has not been normal in any stretch of the imagination. So if you can pick up one of these books and feel good or feel hopeful at the end of them, then that's, that's something. Well, and ironically enough, it's a great segue into our buddy read because I have this quote directly from the book and the line is, hope is the most wonderful thing there is. Take it, Leanna. Oh my goodness. So I'm not going to gush about Matt Haig, even though like we know he's listening because he's got like it on his, his, our podcasts on his TBR, right? Or to listen to? You better. (laughs) So I, so Laura and I buddy read Matt Haig's A Boy Called Christmas. And I have to be honest, I have seen this book in the library and bookstores for years and have not picked it up. I love Matt Haig. Some of my favorite books are written by Matt Haig, like his adult books. Right. So I'm surprised that we, I hadn't read it before. And I'm thrilled that I finally did because it is absolutely wonderful. So here's the setup. And this is just the jacket little blurb. So A Boy Called Christmas is a gripping tale set in 18th century Finland of adventure, snow, kidnapping elves, more snow, and an 11-year-old boy named Nicholas who isn't afraid to believe in magic. It is this belief that helps Nicholas through dark times, the death of his mother, his father's absence, and the treatment of an insufferable aunt whose character is straight out of a Roald Dahl book, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Despite living a hard life, Nicholas is an optimistic, caring, and happy child who keeps magic alive in his heart. 
when his father leaves on a quest to find an elf for the king, Nicholas sets on an epic journey to find him. This journey results in Nicholas discovering his destiny and living the life he was meant to as father's Father Christmas. So essentially, Matt Haig has created Santa's origin story, and I am all for it. I loved it. I thought the writing was enchanting. It just left me like just in awe like it, it, it read like a fairy tale and it just oh, yeah it was just I don't know it just I just loved it like what more could I say besides I love it I, <laughs> I can't wait I mean they have made it's I think it's in post-production right now and the movie is scheduled to come out next holiday season uh, so 2021 and I cannot wait to see it because the book I mean, as you're reading it, you can totally just see it all playing out on the screen. So I'm really excited about it. It's definitely, it's a very hopeful book. It really does give you lots of hope. I mean, Nicholas is this most, I mean, he just makes the best out of everything. And I can't wait to read it with my daughter because Nicholas, he is absolutely, he receives two gifts his whole life, a wooden sleigh and a yeah. doll made out of a turnip. Turnip, I know. <laughs> I just want to tell my daughter, listen, if he could be, like, if he could be this happy-go-lucky little kid and see the yeah. best in everyone and the best in the world and have a turnip doll, like, you can, you can learn something from this. It was so it's lovely. true. Back to the theme of hope, I cannot pass this, I cannot end this little conversation about this book without mentioning mm-hmm. probably my favorite quote in the book, an impossibility is just a possibility you don't understand. It. I don't it's like all written there, Father Topo. Like, I, I know. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like, I don't even have a tattoo, but I would get that tattoo. <laughs> I just feel like it's I know. Just so. And how important is that quote for 2020? Again, absolutely. So right now, thank you, Matt Haig, for that quote because it's beautiful. Um, the only other thing I want to mention is the illustrations. So. The illustrations are done by Chris Mould. I found them, they're, of course, they're whimsical illustrations. They definitely add to the story. They're a yes. little creepy. They're a little cute. They perfectly complement Nicholas's journey. It's difficult, sad, and very dark at times. And For I sure. thought they added to it. However, I, like, the illustrations are awesome. Laura, did you listen to the audiobook? I did. Okay. Stephen Fry. Okay. Oh. So- so I feel like I want people to pick up the book, but I also want you to listen to it because Absolutely. it's narrated by Stephen Fry. And honestly, I can listen to Stephen Fry ramble off his grocery list and be mesmerized. So it's Stephen true. Fry, oh my goodness, just it's it. I mean, uh, it's so hard. it's so difficult to like if you're an audiobook listener, like mm-hmm. you tell people to read the book or like the book book, or do you want them to listen to it when someone like Stephen Fry's reading it to you? I like I did both. I recommend both. Mm-hmm. The audiobook is absolute perfection. For sure. So, and I mean, another thing to talk about too about this book is that it is incredibly funny as well as heartwarming. Yes. Like for my my favorite, I think I laughed the loudest when he talked when um Nicholas's father was talking about how Aunt Carlotta was coming and she's quite old at 42 years old. I <laughs> I was I laughed so hard. Yeah. I was like, uh, that makes me pretty old then, I guess, right? Yeah, but yeah, it was pretty fun. I have I have that one noted too. It is hilarious. Yeah. The characters are just so lovely. Mm-hmm. We have a Sebastian the Troll. We have the Truth Pixie. We have yes. the sidekick Mika. Like you, Blitzen. 
Blitz is my favorite. You just, you just, you, you want to like tuck them all in at like in bed at night, (laughs) snuggle in and go to sleep. It's a wonderful story. So yeah, I was thrilled that we could do that as a buddy read. And that's Matt Eggs, A Boy Called Christmas. Okay, so my first middle grade book I'd like to discuss is Ben Goosterson's Winter House. So this is middle grade fiction. It's the first in a trilogy. Um, It's fantasy. And I would recommend it to kids 9 to 12. I love this book. And I actually have to note that I added it to my list of books to talk about a couple days ago because Laura recommended it and I I completely forgot about it but as soon as she recommend Laura as soon as you recommended it I was like oh my goodness like I looked at the cover the amazing cover illustrated by Chloe Bristol oh my gosh these illustrations are fantastic as soon as I looked at the cover I was like oh Winterhouse I've been meaning to read that for a really long time and I saw that cover and said you need to read this one this looks like a Leanna book so there you go you're welcome it, it is 100% a Leanna book, and I absolutely loved it. So here's the setup to Winter House. Okay, I don't want to say too much. This is so hard because you want to, I want to just talk and talk and talk, but we said no spoilers, so it's a very bare right. minimum setup. Okay, so here we have Elizabeth Summers. She is an 11-year-old orphan being raised by her malevolent aunt and uncle in the miserable town of Drear. When Elizabeth thinks her life couldn't get any worse, she is informed that she will be spending three weeks of her Christmas break at the ominous Winterhouse Hotel. Of course, her aunt and uncle won't be accompanying her, adding to Elizabeth's confusion. With basically no warning or time to prepare, she is put on a train and sent on her way, knowing absolutely nothing about Winterhouse, where it is, what it means, or what adventures await. This is an intriguing story set in an enchanting hotel with a beautiful winter backdrop of snow, ice skating, sledding, and skiing. I loved Elizabeth. Like, she's the kind of character, like, I would be besties with her in a second. Mm-hmm. She is just, she's smart, she's inquisitive, she's curious. She's a reader, of course. A library plays a major role in the story, so that, you know, there's lots of books there's lots of mysteries. She's trying to uncover some secrets and history, histories about the hotel. She's strong. She's fiercely spirited. She's just the character I would give to all of my young readers, male or female. I absolutely loved her. And the other thing I really, really loved about this book, and I think another reason why I think it's again, such a Leanna book, is that there's lots of puzzles and anagrams throughout the book. So every chapter opens with a word ladder. So you can mm. use your kids, you could do the little puzzle at the beginning of the chapter and then read the chapter. Like it's so fun. And as a child, like I can recall, like just when I started like learning how to read, being in the car and we would be stopped at a stop sign and I would make all the different words that I could make with the word stop. And I still like as an adult, I still do that. Like when I'm looking at posters, when I'm looking at like, anything, like I'm constantly making anagrams. And that is like a huge theme throughout the book, which makes it just so much fun. Like this is honestly like middle grade at its best. I absolutely loved it. It reminded me a lot of the Mysterious Benedict Society and Escape from Mr. Limoncello's Library, those stories. So if you have kids that are like really interested in those adventure stories, this is just like that, just too much fun. And I have to say, going back to my audiobook discussion earlier, I read a lot of books and listen to a lot of audio and I've 
gotten to this habit where if I want to read a book, I want both versions. I want the print copy and the audio. So I wasn't able to get my hands on this book until a few days ago, but I did have the audio because we do have it available through the library. So I did listen to it. And one of the main characters is the librarian at Winter House who works in the library. Now she is, so the narrator um, says her name, Liana. So I'm listening to this, this, the Winter House audio and I'm like, oh my goodness, Ben Gusterson has a Liana, like the formal way of saying Liana, like that's me in the book. So I got really excited. Um, And then I got my hands on the actual book and it's spelled L-E-O-N-A. And to me, that's Leona. Isn't that how you spell the name Leona? So Ben Gusterson, if you're listening, is your, like in the book, is it, were you intending on Leona or Liana? (laughs) So I need to know. Um, Because again, the audiobook was fantastic. But Chloe Bristol's illustrations, like you have to get your hands on the book because the illustrations, they reminded me of Edward Gorey, who was like, I love like an American artist, like look him up. He's amazing. The illustrations are just, they're magical. And again, they add to the story. Um, So yeah, that's Ben Goosterson's Winter House, number one in a trilogy. Read them all. All right, so I have my emergent reader that I'm going to talk about today. And what I've chosen is Dave Pilkey's Dragon's Merry Christmas. Now, of course, everyone knows Dave Pilkey. He's popular for his, known for his uh, Captain Underpants books. He's known for his Dogman books. So he writes and illustrates. But Dragon is actually, um, what the book I have now is a reprint because it was originally published in 1991. So Dragon is actually Dave Pilkey's original characters that he had first done, the first series of books that he wrote. So this one is fantastic. It's a funny book. It's, um, we have it as an easy reader at the library and, and really it is. Like, so there's, it's about 50 pages long, illustrations on every page, bright, colorful, Dave Pilkey, wonderful illustrations. Dragon's a lovable character. Um, each page, the sentences are about, you know, one to four sentences long, not long sentences, fairly simple text, but the story is amazing. There are four different chapters in them, uh, in the book, and really each one is a different story, I think, about Dragon, and heartwarming and funny at the same time. You'll laugh out loud. The first chapter is Dragon looking for his Christmas tree and decides he doesn't want to cut it down and leaves it there so he can see it from his window in his house, decorates it outside. It's perfect. The next one is about mittens. I'm not going to give too much away because it is pretty funny. It's laugh out loud. My daughter and I read it together mm-hmm. and it was so it's, it's funny. It's sweet. It's just a perfect book for your emergent reader or reluctant reader. Really. It's part of the scholastic acorn series of books. So Dave Pilkey dragons, Merry Christmas. It's definitely a super sweet, simple read that your child can do on their own. You can do it together too. It's a great book. I would highly recommend it. Awesome. Okay. So moving on to another middle grade that I've read. Again, I love discovering new middle grade, new children's books because of this podcast. Because I feel like we always see them. We see the covers. We're like, we want to pick them up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's just not enough time. But when it becomes a project and part of your job, it's like you start plucking these books and I'm so excited that I read Anne Ursu's Breadcrumbs. Mm. And sadly, I had not heard of this before. And I'm looking at the cover now and I'm just, I'm getting chills because I thought it was so, so lovely. 
and so gorgeously written. I have to mention before I talk about it that there are a few triggers in this one. So it's middle grade that I would recommend to kids nine to 12, but it does deal with some topics that aren't, you know, necessarily Hallmark movie heartwarming, but still important. So there is depression. There's one of the characters moms is going through depression and one of the characters also is just struggling in school and having like some severe loneliness issues. And I thought like there's some dark scenes in this book. So it, it is a little sad, but again, it ends on a hopeful note because that's our theme for these books is hope, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so here's our breadcrumbs setup. Our main story centers around Hazel, a scrappy outsider who's having a tough time in fifth grade. She struggles to fit in at a new school where everyone has messenger bags and winter coats that fit them. Friendship circles have already been established and there doesn't seem to be room for Hazel in any of them. When Hazel's best friend and neighbor Jack disappears, she must overcome fears, insecurities, and even a mysterious witch and other challenges in order to save him. So Breadcrumbs is based on Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen, mm. which is obviously a fairy tale, a slow unfolding fairy tale with beautiful wintry imagery that will have you curling up under your favorite minky with a cup of hot chocolate. So Anne Ursu adapts this fairy tale. Um, if you haven't read the fairy tale, um, you don't have to read it to enjoy this book, but I would definitely read both of them together. But essentially it is a story about friendship, specifically friendship between a boy and a girl and how that can essentially change overnight as they get older. Cause weird, you know, it's kind of weird to be friends with a boy when you're a girl, as you get older, it's one thing when you're like five and six, but as you get older and you're navigating through adolescence and puberty, things start to get a little weird. So I thought she adapted the fairy tale beautifully and she brings in some modern themes so she modernizes it it's an atmospheric read so it is a bit eerie especially when like the world she builds the fairy tale world that she builds is kind of dark like I mentioned there is a mysterious witch based on the, the actual snow queen which I think if you've read the chronicles of Narnia specifically the line the witch in the wardrobe you'll know that Lewis, that she was based on Christian Anderson's book too so Hazel, like Elizabeth from Winterhouse, she's another strong and smart female protagonist. She embarks on this self-exploratory adventure um, through fantasy and reality. She's an avid reader. She's someone to look up to. I just absolutely loved her. Um, the last thing I'll note, Anne Ursu certainly doesn't shy away from making a lot of literary references. Personally, I love this in books. I love books about books. I love books that pay tribute to other books. Obviously, she makes comments and suggestions throughout that relate to literature. Obviously, the Chronicles of Narnia, she makes a joke about Turkish delight. I love stuff like that. Um, if it annoys you, you might get a little annoyed because she does it all the time. But I loved that she brought up Hogwarts and Coraline, the Golden Compass, Phantom Tollbooth. She mentions The Wrinkle of Time, The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, because I feel like all of these stories really affect this story or, or in this story is influenced by all of those stories so if you like them you'll really enjoy breadcrumbs by Anne Ursu. all right so i'm going to talk now about my middle grade selection for this month and my pick is 
Bad Bella by Ali Standish. This was actually recommended to me by a, a middle grade reader. And it's, it's a beautiful story. It's the sweetest book about a dog named Bella. She lives with the McBrides um, and their three children. And mom has a baby on the way. And when we meet Bella, it is Christmas. She's still a bit of a puppy. It's Christmas, the tree goes up. And one of Bella's favorite foods is popcorn. And of course, the McBrides have strung the tree with popcorn. And Bella thinks that Christmas is just this tree that's come up is a present for her. Oh, it's a big snack. So of course, Bella eats the tree, eats what's on the tree. The tree falls over, as you can imagine. And the McBrides decide that that's that. Bella, they're done with Bella. And I, this the thing that I've, I love that. I mean, I've read this book twice this year because I love it so much. And I, I read it before the pandemic happened. And I read it now after the pandemic is in full swing. And I think about all those pandemic puppies and I think I'm just so hopeful, hopeful. So Bella goes to the pound. She meets some other dogs and they explain to her, well, you know, like sometimes when a baby's coming, that's it. We're done. Like the, the puppies go. So uh, Bella is eventually adopted by the Roses, a sweet couple with no children. They love her. She's found this great bond. She feels like she's part of a family. Um, so she goes through the year with the, with the roses and then Christmas comes again. And she notices that Mrs. Rose's tummy is getting bigger and a tree's going mm -hmm. up. So initially, so right away, Bella's thinking, uh-oh, this is it. My time's up. How sad for a dog to feel that way. I mean, Aww. you just can't help but love Bella and just want the best for her. And that's, un it's unfortunate that she had that first bad experience with the family. So Bella runs away. And as you go, I mean, as you can imagine, I won't give, a, I mean, I pretty much given away the story, I suppose, in the end, but, <laughs> but it, it's such a heartwarming story, especially if you're an animal lover, this book will tug at your heartstrings. You'll just, it is about hope. It really is. You just can't help but hope that Bella will find it in her heart and in her mind to know that she can be loved and she's not bad because she kept hearing bad Bella, bad Bella from her first family. And really just because they say that you're bad doesn't mean that you are bad. And I, I think actually Ali Sanders does say that in her book near the end of the book, it does say that. So it's a beautiful story. I highly recommend that you read the author's notes at the end because Bella is actually, it's a, it's a true story. And Ali Standish um, and her husband, they rescued a dog and is a similar sort of story. So it's a beautiful story. It's a quick, easy read. It's about 146 pages. It's a perfect book. Read together, read on your own with your children. I read it with my daughter the first time and we like, we both openly cried as we read it. It was, it's a beautiful book. I love it. Bad Bella by Ali Standish. I highly recommend it. I'm writing that down because that sounds totally in my it is the sweetest book. It just really, really is. So yeah. It is making me nervous now the first year with a cat mm. ate the tree. So I'm not sure if we just skipped the tree this year because you're talking about the popcorn. And I mean, we dealt with that with the dog when we had a dog, but now I'm like, is the cat going to knock the tree over? I'm a little nervous. I guess we'll find out. I guess I'll, and then I'll write a, I'll write a book, but I will there not, I will not get rid of her. Christmas kitty. There you go. Christmas kitty. Okay. So my last middle grade book that I read is The Vanderbeekers of 141st Street by Karina Jan Glazer. This is a contemporary middle grade fiction recommended for kids nine to 12. And it is part of a series. I believe we have four in the series and there's a fifth one coming out. 
Um, but any case, we do have the first one and I highly recommend it because it's just an absolutely lovely story. So here's the setup. The Vanderbeekers are faced with an unimaginable crisis a mere five days before Christmas. The grouchy landlord who lives in the top floor apartment of their Harlem Brownstone, Mr. Biederman, has decided not to renew their lease. This is a big deal because these kids have lived in this brownstone their entire mm. lives. So moving, it, it's devastating. Like this is the community, the people they've known their whole lives. So this means the family may face eviction and actually have to leave New York. The Vanderbeeker children, Oliver, Jesse and Issa, the twins, Hyacinth and Lainey, make it their mission to convince the Biederman, as they call him, to let them stay. As Christmas Day quickly approaches, it starts to look like nothing can warm Scrooge's, I mean, Mr. Biederman's heart. This story is the epitome of wonderfully written, diverse characters and a heartwarming storyline that puts emphasis on community, family, and values. This is the perfect story to read leading up to Christmas. I would pick it up now. Um, it actually opens on December. It opens. I'm sounds like I'm talking about a movie. The book opens on December 20th. So you can even read it like five days before Christmas and like read through as the days go. Like do it, a read, do it as a read aloud with your family. It's just one of those really good and fun, feel good stories. Um, has all the holiday feels it's heartwarming there is a subplot like a coming of age subplot with one of the daughters and a boy friend at school so there's a lot going on in addition to them trying to stay at their brownstone and I absolutely loved it um pack some tissues <laughs> it does have a little bit of a um hopeful sad ending but it's 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 absolutely amazing um it reminded me a lot as I was reading and I think the illustrations have a lot to do with it again I'm just going to talk about illustrations this whole thing but it reminded me a lot of a um like a Wes Anderson film you know like the Royal Tenenbaums yes. more it had that that could because the characters and the family they're all quirky and eccentric and fun and they're diverse and it just reminded me like if if this movie was made into a um, if this book was made into a film, I would hope Wes Anderson <laughs> directed it. I loved it. Um, I wanted, I would like to be adopted by this family. Like I want to be part of their family. Um, and that's The Vanderbeekers of 141st Street by Karina Jan Glazer. Love it. Okay. I'm moving on to my picture books. Yay. This Yay. was the hardest decision to make because um I, I, I love all picture books. I especially love Christmas picture books. And there are so many wonderful picture books out there. So I could have, I mean, I could have talked for like hours about Christmas picture books. So I've chosen three newer titles that, um, that I actually, I love them. And I know they'll be popular and people will love them too. So that's kind of why I've chosen them. All right. So my book that I, my first book I've chosen is Five More Sleeps Till Christmas by, of course, the wonderful Jimmy Fallon. Who doesn't love Jimmy Fallon? Right? Right. Good choice. I love Jimmy Fallon. It's illustrated by Rich Dees. It is the sweetest uh, book. It's a countdown because who doesn't do a countdown till Christmas? I mean, I think my kids have been counting till Christmas since October 31st. So here we are. Um, so our book starts with a little boy. We actually don't know the little boy's name. We never actually found out the boy's name 
in the book. Um, and he's counting down those last five sleeps till Christmas. The book is great. It's rhythmic. It rhymes. It's, it's lyrical. I mean, it's an easy read. It's a perfect read aloud. This boy is just giving himself positive reaffirmations about all the great things he's done this year. There's only five more to go. And it always shows him at night at bedtime. He's like, I just can't sleep though. And then you'll turn the page and he's sleeping. So I love Rich D's, what he's done with the illustrations and showing the boy in his bedroom, all the quirky little things that he has in his room. And each illustration has him at a different angle. You see different things about this little boy. You learn about his personality, the dog, he has a sister. It's just a great, fun, fun Christmas book for everyone to read. Five More Sleeps Till Christmas by, of course, the clever and brilliant Jimmy Fallon. That's book one that I've chosen to talk about is the one I've been most excited about this year. It is written by Kim Smith. Um, Kim Smith is an author and illustrator. It's, I don't know that it's necessarily written by her. It's edited and then she's done all the illustrations. So it's called Elf. And if you know the movie Elf, which who doesn't love the movie Elf? I mean, it came out in 2003. I can't believe it's that old. And it was an instant holiday favorite for everyone. This is part of the pop classic series of picture books by Quirk Books. If you don't know about these, they're fantastic. Kim Smith is the illustrator for all of these books. And there are retellings of pop culture icon, iconic movies and TV shows. So I think there's eight or nine in the series of books. So Elf is here. It's beautiful. Kim Smith's illustrations are bright, beautiful. I mean, the pictures just come to life when you're reading the book. As you turn the pages I think it would make a perfect animated movie with her illustrations. It's fantastic. So if you love the movie Elf, who doesn't love the movie Elf? The best way to spread Christmas cheer, singing loud for all to hear, pick up the book Elf by Kim Smith. Love it. And my last selection is Plum. Plum is written by um, married couple Sean Hayes and Scott Eisnoggle and illustrated by Robin Thompson. Just to look at it visually, it's a piece of art. It's beautiful in so many ways. Every page is a different journey. And the story itself is beautiful as well. You will definitely need your tissues as you're reading this book. You will, you'll cry. If you're a sappy person like me, you will, you'll be weeping. It's definitely a story of hope. The book is Plum, How the Sugar Plum Fairy Got Her Wings. And when we first meet Plum, she's an orphan at an orphanage. She gets into a little trouble. Well, she takes the blame for something Gets in, and takes the blame, gets into trouble, if you want to call it that, and is worried that all the orphans won't have a, a present for Christmas. So she gives gifts to everyone, puts them under their pillows, and then a special gift arrives for her. It's a piece of cake. She takes a bite and off she goes on a journey to the land of sweets away from the orphanage. She meets a king along the way. He's sad and she she gives him something to give him some hope to make him feel better. I'm not going to give too much away. It is a beautiful, beautiful book. It is a beautiful story. And I highly recommend it to everyone. Plum, How the Sugar Plum Fairy Got Her Wings by Sean Hayes and Scott Ice Snoggle and illustrated by Robin Thompson. It's a beautiful, beautiful Christmas story. That sounds so lovely. I will definitely read that with my tissues because I... I'm sappy and I'm a cry. Every, everything makes me cry too. You will like, I mean, like my daughter and I read it together. It came out in 2018. So we read it then two years ago and we were both crying and she was quite young then. So yeah, it, 
it's, 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 it, it is, it's just a beautiful book. I just, I love it. So. Okay. So that's it for picture books. Our last book is my graphic novel. Mm. graphic novel adaptation of one of my favorite Christmas stories that I read every single year either the book or I listen to the audiobook and that's A Christmas Carol and I don't think I really do I need to set up the story come on do I, I really need so. to so this is a graphic novel adapted by Guido Martina and I would recommend it to his eight to 12. So it's a heartwarming adaptation of Charles Dickens' classic ghost story starring Scrooge McDuck and Donald Duck. Scrooge McDuck is a grumpy old business owner with a heart of stone. On Christmas Eve, Scrooge is visited by three spirits who take him on journeys to his past, present, and future. This is a fun introduction for young readers to the world of the caustic and cold-mannered Scrooge that Charles Dickens created so many years ago. I love the vibrant illustrations and the dark Grim Reaper-esque contrast with each of the ghosts cloaked in black. So the story, I mean, the actual illustrations are very vibrant and very Disney, like they're for Which kids. I love. You'll love it. Have you looked at it yet? I haven't. And I, I mean, Mickey's Christmas Carol is like my, one of the, my must watches at Christmas. Like I, I love it. And I have ornaments on my tree, everything. Like I, so. It's such a lovely story. Like I love the short Dickens short story. It's just, again, like what better book to end on when we've been talking about the theme of hope. Like it's just like, I'm going to start crying. It's such a beautiful story. The graphic novel is great. And like I said, it's a perfect introduction to kids who are too young to pick up Charles Dickens yet. So I would recommend this, this graphic novel. I like, I am someone who not only reads the book, but I grew up with the original movie with Alistair Sim. So, so I like whatever the black and white movie or the original tech, like it's such a good way to get kids interested in this story. So that is Guido Martinez graphic novel adaptation of a Christmas Carol. So that ends all of our holiday Christmas book. I'm glad we found such a prevalent theme with all these books. And we mm-hmm. hope that you pick one or all of them up this season to read with your kids because they will leave you with a sense of hope. And we all, we all need that right now Absolutely. more than any time ever. <laughs> yeah. And then really, I mean, my wish for everyone, first of all, foremost, is thank you so much to everyone for embracing our podcast and listening to us. And we really do hope that you'll take our recommendations, read them, love them. And I, I mean, I hope that everyone has the most joyous holiday season that they possibly can have this year. Make the best of it, no matter what. Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, all that jazz. It's, it's definitely been a year for the record books, that's for sure. So, yeah. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope we've introduced you to some new authors and children's titles. All the books discussed today are available in print and digital format on either Overdrive, Cloud Library, or Hoopla. Please visit BranfordLibrary.ca for more information about this podcast and other fantastic programs the library has to offer. Thanks. Bye-bye. Juicebox Book Talks is a Brantford Public Library podcast developed by Leanna Flimiani, that's me, and me, Laura Virag. Edited by Zila Ozols. Music provided by Purple Planet through purple-planet.com. 